South Africa! Acknowledge me. Teresa Kanzi. Teresa Kanzi. The views expressed on this podcast do not It's time to engage in the airstrike. strike. Welcome to the Tulisa Kanzi Airstrike podcasting from Cape Town, South Africa, the most beautiful city in the country. And straight into episode 107. Thank you for subscribing on Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. This is what we're doing today. I'll talk about Izinganis' Tembo and Luis Rubiales. I've got a parody song from Dr. Dad, a Bacardi banger that promises to be a music missile. Later on, I'll pizzo Musimone about fake news surrounding Steve Harvey. But first, let's check into the dirty songs our elders used to listen to back in the days. I'm Your Baby Tonight, released in 1990. This is the dirty song your elders used to listen to. Without wasting any time, let's go straight into the lyrics. Sitale Pagu, verse 1. From the moment I saw you, I went out of my mind. Oh, I never believed in love at first sight. But you got a magic boy that I can't explain. Well, you got a, you got a way that you're making me feel I can do, I can do anything for you, baby. I'll be down for you, baby. Lay all my cards out tonight. Just call on me, baby. I'll be there in a hurry. It's your move. So, baby, baby, decide. Verse 2. From the second you touched me, I was ready to die. I've never been fatal. You're my first time. I feel like an angel who just started to fly. 
Well, you got a you got a way that you're making me feel. I can feel I can do anything for you, baby. Woo! I will fly for you, baby. Hold on and enjoy the ride. I'm not in a hurry. We can fly all night, baby. It's your move now, baby. Baby, let's fly. Chorus. Whatever you want from me, I'm giving you everything. I'm your baby tonight. You've given me ecstasy. You are my fantasy. I'm your baby tonight. Di kukelela ngengo mazazi mamelwanga bazali betu kemna. And no, Whitney Houston is not talking about cocaine here. Okay, that was terrible of me. <laughs> A quick synopsis of the song. Whitney Houston is singing about Indota. The song is about a man and how a man makes her feel and the things that a man does to her. This is a documentation and a reflection of how our parents used to do things back in 1990 and throughout the 90s. Your conception was probably a result of the song, but that's a story for another day. Let's get into more detail. Let's start with verse 1. And hear what your mother got up to back in the early 90s. Whitney opens verse 1 with, From the moment I saw you, I went out of my mind. What does that mean? It means when your mama laid her eyes on this particular man, she went out of her mind like she lost all consciousness. And this was due to seeing a man. The power of a man's presence on a woman. She loses all consciousness. She goes out of her mind. She goes crazy. She gets excited. Hey, she becomes a mess. Her mind and body is flooded by sensuality. Yeah. That's what's going on there. Let me go further down in verse 1 where she says, Well, you got, a, you got a way that you're making me feel I can do. I can do anything for you, baby. We have. Your mama was out there. On fields, on some. She will do anything for a man. Once again, here is a song that documents how your mama put a man first in her life. The same way that you put a man first in your life as a young woman. The way you do things are not original. They come from the way your mama used to do things back in her youth when she was a young woman in love. How dare she have the audacity to criticize you for putting a man first. Anyway, Whitney later on says, Just call on me, baby. I'll be there in a hurry. What does that mean? It means she is willing to drop everything for a man. Yeah, that's it. She will drop everything. 
Even if she is holding a child, trust me, she would have dropped that child for a man. A man came first in your mother's life when she was in her late teens and early 20s. Don't let her tell you otherwise. If she tries to tell you otherwise, then you bring this song to her attention. This was Whitney Houston reflecting the lives of young women worldwide back in those days, in the 90s. Let's go to verse 2. Now verse 2 is when the manyalas start to reveal themselves. She says, from the second you touched me, I was ready to die. Wow! The touch of a man made your mother feel like she was ready to die. What does that mean? It means, you know, you know when a person dies, Moss, they die with their arms and legs, more especially, wide open. Do you see where this song is getting to? Hmm? She was in that state. Her arms and legs were wide open. When a person dies while in that state, arms and legs wide open, what happens? Do they all of a sudden levitate? No, they fall down to the ground. Hmm? They lay on the ground. But of course, in this context, there's no ground here. There's a thing called a mattress. Yes, 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 yes. There she is, young woman. After she got touched by her man, she feels like she's about to die. Her arms and legs are wide open and she's falling, falling down on the mattress waiting to be devoured by that man. I am giving you the true and real context to the lyrics of the song. She goes on to say, You're my first time. I feel like an angel who just started to fly. What the heck does that mean? Well, of course, you're my first time means that, hey, Someone's virginity just got broken over here. And while that is happening, she feels like an angel. Yes. Now, what could make her feel like an angel who just started to fly? Hmm? I'll tell you what it is. It is the T, the sexual intercourse there. Manyalas. She is engaged in the tzi. And while she is getting those strokes hmm, and being touched all over the place, she feels like an angel and she's flying in the heavens above. That's the feeling she's getting from being involved. In sexual intercourse. Yeah? 
this is the truest and honest explanation of the lyrical content found in this song. She goes on and on and says, Hold on and enjoy the ride. I'm not in no hurry. We can fly all night. What does that mean? It means this see, this sexual intercourse that they are engaged in. She does not want it to end. She can do this all night long. Now, let's go to the chorus. I'm giving you everything. I'm your baby tonight. You've given me ecstasy. You are my fantasy. I'm your baby tonight. What is she saying there? She is saying to this man of hers that, dude, I am giving you everything. Like as in everything. Like everything, everything, everything. It's like the answer you get when you ask a person, what are you going to give me in return? And they say, anything you want. And then you're like, oh shit. Oh, anything, anything? And the person says, anything. That's what's going on here. She is willing to give this man everything. Why? It's because this man has given her ecstasy. And this man is her fantasy. Right? And she tells this man, I'm your baby tonight. I will give you everything. Wink, wink. I'm telling you about your mom and your father back in the early 90s. How they used to behave in their youth. Huh? Today they look like innocent souls who never did these things. Can't you know? Their activities are in the history books. History books come in the form of, in this case, lyrical content found in the songs they used to vibe to in their youth. So I thank you, Whitney Houston, for exposing how you and people in your generation used to behave back in the 90s. The way we conduct ourselves today as young people comes from how you used to conduct yourselves when you were young. And that's the whole purpose of your elders were dirty. Tata Tata 
kubanjiswa inina Utata ko wakwebela ulusana Wapuma engine esiti yotengi songa Tikaidela ngutata ko Koko wa yotengi songa Utata ko wenzi zindonge sitawe Taise bushanti ezama ukuteta Abanye otata bati kuye kautule haleluya Tikaidela ngutata ko Gutula hallelujah. If I let them go, that's a call. Gutula hallelujah. If I let them go, that's a call. Bambiza uta amen. If I let them go, that's a call. Bambiza uta amen. If I let them go, that's a call. Bambiza uta amen. If I let them go, that's a Kutula hallelujah Disrespectful Totally disrespectful That's the only way I can describe this song Ya delela in a disrespect I hope your father is none of these things mentioned on this song His name is Dr. Dad The song is titled Utatako on the Tulisa Kanzi airstrike the Tulisa Kanzi airstrike. I want to talk about Izinganese's tempo. I am hooked on that show. I haven't missed any episode of it. I haven't watched it live. <laughs> I stream all of its episodes. And let's not kid ourselves. The spotlight is on Mpumelelo and his two official girlfriends. I say official because apparently... There are other girlfriends in the mix. I don't know who they are, but I guess as time goes by, they will be revealed. Okay, so the show is just premised around the kids of Mr. Mseleku, a famous polygamist in this country. The dude is doing very well for himself and he's got a lot of children, most of whom have come of age. And there's a reality show that captures each and every moment of their lives. It is called Ingane Zestembu. I did say whom the spotlight is on and that's my point of interest. Mpumelelo and his two official girlfriends. One is from here, Cape Town. Kamalake Nguvuyokaz. She has a child with Mpumelelo. And by the look of things, the child stays in KZN with the grandmother, whom, by the way, strikes me as a person who's just tired of Mpumelelo's behavior and how he treats young women. The dude is, hey, I man, he's, he's reckless. He likes to gallivant. And I get the idea that he draws a lot of inspiration from his father. I am not saying that his father, at Mpumelelo's age, loved to gallivant. And apparently not. He wasn't like that. At Mpumelelo's age, he was already married. And he had a stable job. Apparently. Asaz, I was not there. So. Bumelelo, on the other hand, really, really interests me. 
in a way yokuba he's a very confused young man whom is trying to play by his father's rule book but he's going about it in a messed up way and this is due to him growing up as a rich kid in the south african context he had a soft life including his siblings they had it good when growing up and on top of that being the son of a very famous polygamist comes with many many points of interest i'm not going to call it many troubles or problems ah uh-uh, it's not it's points of interest by virtue of the father being famous for being a polygamist and having a reality show letting us into that polygamist life and seeing how great it is even though at times there are conflicts that need to be sorted out the family as a result have become very famous in this country so the kids too have become famous and bumelelo is the one whom seems to be really really relishing from the fame he's been smashing young girls left right and center he's having the time of his life he is known for being a player right and it brings me to this as i am watching the show from episode 1 up until the latest episode i would find myself cracking up at this trilogy these ones have i did mention that mpumelelo has a girlfriend by the name of yokazi from cape town whom he has a daughter with and he also has another girl her name is tirello and i'm going to touch on later about tirello what always cracked me up about these three as a unit is that this thing that they've got going on they loved calling it is temple i would always crack i was like ah oh, man these kids why do they continuously call what they are doing is it temple this is not is it temple <laughs> stop calling it is it temple and bumelelo even his conduct and the way he talks and the way he tries to conduct himself you can see he's trying to be a mirror image of his father he wants to be the next version of his father and when he addresses uvuyokazi he likes calling him umama or umamomkhulu i'm like dude stop calling her umamomkhulu she's not umamomkhulu you haven't paid lobola she's not married to you she's just a baby mama slash girlfriend notire along up stop calling her umamomncane because she's not you haven't paid lobola you are not married to her I can imagine how some traditional Zulu people feel when those three are on their screen and they call Lomjolo Abo is Tembo 
There's no such thing as Istembu Somjolo here. Istembu is Istembu. So I look at the three. I'm like, I, these kids are confused. Yeah, no, I'm at the age where now I can call young 20-year-olds these kids. Yeah, I'm a hot man now. So I would always laugh at these kids, but ay, these kids, these kids, why do they keep on calling Lom Jolo Wabo Istembu? This is just Lom Jolo. This is just a young man who's got two girlfriends who know each other. And there are rumors that there are other girls involved. Next in line, waiting to be called the third wife. Ngelo Tlesha, ako nix etibine ne lobola. Or umdu aikiso Mm-mm. None like that. Now, let me focus on Uvuyogazi. Uvuyogazi is a chilled young woman. You can see she doesn't like conflict. Like she's just one of those people who just doesn't want such things. She doesn't want to be inconvenienced. She just wants to live a chilled life, minding her own business and not having to address conflict and having to engage in arguments and stuff like that. No, no, no. She doesn't want that ish. She's a chilled soul. And this is why I feel she's been winning a lot of South African hearts. She's a very chilled person, a chilled soul. She's the kind of young woman a man wants to settle with and wife, become the mother of his children. Tirello, on the other hand, my word. Ooh. Man. Look, she gets on my nerves. She's very catty. She's borderline quirky. She likes and thrives in an environment that has conflict. She strikes me as a person whom doesn't like peace. There must always be drama. Her attitude stinks. She wants to be at the center of everything. And you can tell that she's the kind of young woman whom doesn't know her place. It feels like she's there to become number one. It doesn't feel like she's a young woman whom has gone into this Mjolo thing with the understanding that she's not the only one and the guy she's with wants to be in a polygamous setup. She's the kind whom if it is said that there's another one coming after her she just wouldn't want another one coming after her. She wants to be the only one, even though she knew very well what she's getting herself into. She doesn't know what peace is. And I don't know if maybe she comes from a background where there was no peace in the household and therefore wherever she goes, she doesn't want 
peace. That's what I am getting from Tirello. And as a result, it looks like Mpumelelo's siblings can see this. That, hey, uh, no, this one is a problem. There was an episode where they were at Wild Waters and she made a huge fuss about her bathing costume. And no, this has got nothing to do with the fact that she is pregnant and her emotions are all over the place. Ay, 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 ay. It's just her character. It's the way she is, that one. That one is just true rubble. She's trouble. And I don't, I don't think she's going to be around any much longer. I feel like she's going to be an ex. This is not me wishing bad on another person. This is me coming from the perspective of an outsider watching from the outside. Dissecting each and every character in this polygamous Mjolo situation. I don't think she's going to be there for long. Sadly. Simply because of, look, I feel like in a Stembu situation, the man must pick his wives wisely. He should go for women who have a calm demeanor. Women whom are not there to cause any conflict. Women whom are about peace and love. Women who just want an environment where there's respect for one another and another person's space. In my opinion, Istanbul shouldn't have wives whom do not know where their places are. Wives whom want to be the center of attention. That's going to be a problem, in my opinion. And I'm not an expert in Isitembu, but I'm human. I watch how other people are. And if you are in a group, whether it be a working environment, a group of friends, a family, etc., etc., if majority of the people are not level-headed, then there will not be peace in such groups. Groups need level-headed people whom are calm. That's how things will work perfectly. Even when there's a conflict, the conflict will be resolved in a progressive way. So anyway, regarding Umpumelelo, I, 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 don't, I don't know exactly how he'll end up paying Ilobola and continuing with his goal of being a polygamist. I don't know. I don't know where it will go, how it will end, etc. I really don't know. But I would just advise him, if he doesn't already, to spend a lot of time with his father and have very serious and honest conversations with his dad in order to gain insight 
into how to handle Isitembu. His best source of information is his father. It's not Tulisa Kanzi or any other random person in this world. His greatest point of reference for insight and knowledge in Isitembu is his father. And he needs to spend a lot of time with his dad. All in all, regarding the show, I absolutely love it. I would love to see more seasons of the show. And as the years go by, then the younger ones would come up once they come of age. And we get to see what kind of people they've become. And how they navigate into the world as young adults. I am really interested in seeing that happening. The Tulisa Kanzi airstrike. Okay, now let me touch on the Spanish Football Federation president, Luis Rubiales, who kissed Jenny Hermoso on the lips during the handing over of medals after they had won the Women's World Cup. That's the Spanish women's national team. A lot has been going on. And the gesture overshadowed the World Cup triumph. And to make matters worse, Rubiales held a press conference to share his side of the story. And then he arrogantly stated that he won't resign. Jenny Hermoso released a statement where she said she didn't consent to the kiss. Now, if a person says such a thing, then you, Mr. Rubiales, should resign. Like, don't waste anyone's time, just fucking resign. But he didn't. As I speak right now, he has yet to resign. He's still president of the Football Federation. Today, by the way, is Monday. So you are hearing this right now, probably on a Wednesday, Thursday, or a Friday. So Many things would have happened by now. FIFA got involved and they banned Rubiales from all football-related activity for 90 days over his conduct and they launched an investigation into his behavior. Woo! A turn of events. His mother came into the picture and she is apparently on a hunger strike in some church in Spain as she calls this a witch hunt on her son. Mucho dramatico, telenovela type of shit. The Spanish women's national team signed a letter stating their intent not to play for the country until Rubiales is removed. Once again, Mr. Fucking Rubiales. After such an act, fucking resign. Don't be a Dickhead, resign. Now, let me just point it to you that these were not my sentiments before. When the story broke, I quickly went on YouTube to watch the damn thing. I saw the kiss and I was like, okay, this guy appears to be very, very excited. Like he just can't contain his excitement. It felt like his presidency rested on the triumph of the Spanish women's football team winning the World Cup. Had they failed, 
it would have been disastrous for his presidency. I don't know. It just felt like that. So he just appeared very excited. And then other videos came about of him lifting the women, carrying them over his shoulder. I was like, yo, okay, yo, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, 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 slow down. Slow down. Remember who you are and the position you hold. Flip and chill, bruh. What the heck? Hey, he was just doing a lot. And then what made me now start to look the other way and turn against this Rubiales dude was watching him at the press conference and how arrogant he was. It's like, ah, you're born again, Ogu chief. You need to calm the fuck down. You need to relax. What the F are you doing? You have lost someone that was on your side. When things have heated up to such a point, as a person, you need to calm down. Calm yourself. Relax. Tranquilo, amigo. Okay, I, I can't call him amigo. No ways. Tranquilo, señor. Yeah, tranquilo. Calma, calma. Calm down. What are you doing? Why the fuck are you addressing this in a very arrogant way? You are becoming a Denny Jordan. And I could sense that a lot of football-loving fans in South Africa were asking themselves, damn it, why wasn't it Banyana Banyana and Rubiales was Denny Jordan? And he did that shit so that we just can get rid of him. Dude was just too arrogant. It's like, nah, nah, nah. You have lost me. You have totally lost me. And then to put the final nail in his coffin was Jenny's own statement that she didn't consent to the kiss on the lips. I was like, I can Dude, just resign. She didn't consent to your kiss. Resign. You fucked up. Admit you fucked up. Now, in my life, I've been watching a lot of Spanish football. And I picked up, just from watching Spanish football, from the live matches to post-match analysis, to review shows, to documentaries profiling the teams and players, and also live crossings, for example, seeing how fans do their thing and behave outside the stadium and also inside the stadium I've, I've watched and I've picked up on Spanish behavior. I realized, you know what, there are things that Spanish people do that we don't do here in South Africa. It's like, don't do that. First of all, they're too touchy. Yeah, like those people are too touchy, bro. When they talk, doesn't matter if it's, uh, it's two guys or it's, it's two women. When they talk, they're touching each other in ways here in South Africa you deem as, uh, that's some gay shit. 
Like, dude, no, why, why are you talking to me and you're touching my chest and shit? No, like, don't look. Relax, like, shit, keep your distance. And distance is another thing in, in Spain. I've seen, like, people, when they speak to each other, they just, like, very close. They're close to a point where you feel like, uh, are they about to make out? Why, why are they so close to each other? I've seen stuff like that. Just from consuming Spanish football content. Just from that. These documentaries would also be recorded in like Spanish restaurants and in the background would be Spanish people just going about their business, having conversations. That's how I picked up these things. So I was like, okay, some of these behavioral patterns that I'm seeing, they would be weird here in South Africa. And of course, after a football game or during a football game, Spanish footballers would like smack each other on their ass. Okay, you know, no, okay. What's that? Here in South Africa, it's not normal. But in Spain, it's normal. And you could see from foreign football players whom are not from Spain, of course, foreign, not from Spain. When this happens for the first time, their body language would be on some, oh, what the fuck? But then they would remember that, oh shit, I'm in a different country and they do things differently. Okay. Those are not gay vibes. Sharp. Okay. Moja. We move on. Not only that, this example that I am about to put to you, the person whom is, I would call an icon of, of doing this is Sergio Ramos. The other one is Ike Casillas. Those dudes, before a game begins, at the Santiago Bernabeu, for example, the players are in the tunnel. A Sergio Ramos would come from the back, the dressing room, and he would make his way down the stairs. While he's making his way down the stairs, his teammates are lined up, of course. He would kiss each and every one of his starting 11 teammates on the cheek, one by one, until he gets to his goalkeeper. Like he would kiss all of them on the, on the, on the cheek. It's like, yeah, okay, so that's how things are done there in Spain. All right, all right. It's normal there in Spain. Hence, Kengoku, when I saw Luis Rubiales kiss Hermoso, I was like, okay, no, that shit is normal in Spain. That's how they do shit in Spain. And this guy, of course, is just overly excited. That's how they do things in Spain. Until she was like, no, I did not consent to that shit. And by virtue of her saying so, that's when I remembered, oh, yes, actually, the billions of times I've seen Spanish footballers kiss each other, it was only on the cheek. It was never on the mouth. So, hmm, yeah, no, 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 no. Rubiales, what the fuck, dude? What the fuck? Had it been the men's national team who won the World Cup, for example, would you have done so, Mr. Rubiales? Eh? Would you have kissed Muniain on the lips? Would you have kissed Sergio 
Briagilon on the lips. Would you have done so? Would you have grabbed Sabias on his head and gave him a passionate kiss on his lips, Mr. Rubialis? Would you have approached Brahim Diath, lifted him up over your shoulder in excitement hmm, and exposed his bum to the world? Mr. Rubialis, would you have done so? I think the answer to all of those questions is a resounding no. So then, Mr. Rubiales, why did you do it to the Spanish women's national team? That's the issue here. Huh? That's the issue. And on top of that, Hermoso stated that she did not consent to you kissing her on the lip. I don't think we would have been here if you did it the normal way, Mr. Rubiales. You kissed her on the cheeks. I don't think we would have been here. I don't think the World Cup triumph would have been overshadowed by you kissing Jenny Hermoso on the cheeks. That's normal in Spain and the Spanish culture. But to grab her like that? Kiss her on the lips? Uh, in private, one thing would have led to another, Moss. That's what we are thinking over here. If you can do shit like that on a worldwide public platform, then what could you have done behind closed doors? Mr. Luis Rubiales. We are born by uncle and you fuck up. Resign. Just resign. He's just making matters worse for Spanish football. He's just making it worse, bruh. Like most of the coaches in Spain's La Liga have commented on this thing, and there's a general consensus. That, look, man, this shit was inappropriate. Bruh, resign. You are putting our football federation in shame. The whole world is watching. And you are out there in press conferences, appearing all arrogant. You're telling the whole world you are not going to resign. And those fucking idiots in the audience applauded you. Here in South Africa, we are like, oh, hey, this one, ah, it's another Danny Jordan. And he's Safa NEC, fucking singing for supper. Terrible, shameful act by Luis Rubiales, in my opinion. Dude, resign. Hi there, we live in a fast-changing world, and this serves to inform you of new developments. According to conventional beliefs, this device that I'm speaking on is called a microphone, but it now identifies as a microwave. So, from now on, call it accordingly. What you just heard identifies itself as a window. So, from this very moment, address it as a window. Oh, was that a cat? No, it now identifies as a cow. So, from now on, please call it a cow. But what about the microwave? 
window and cat, you ask? What if they still identify themselves the conventional way? Well, it is what it is. Don't question the new way of life, or you will be labeled all kinds of nasty stuff. Please stay on the line to rate the quality of this public service announcement. Thank you for your time. Goodbye. Are you about to host a party at a club, chisanyama, or restaurant, and you want to DJ with mad skills? Well, book Tulisa Kanzi for a lit DJ performance and hear something like this. tulisa.kanzi at gmail.com and let's get the party started.
Oh, any minute. Oh, any minute. Oh, any minute. Kobulusebeteha. 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 If we were to have a greatest Bacardi banger of all time, this song would be my number one. It is a music missile. It is the greatest Bacardi banger I've ever heard in my life. And it comes from a Bacardi pioneer. The new Bacardi sound, the evolution of the Bacardi sound. He's a pioneer. His name is Anyman the Guitar, and this song is titled Kasi to Town. It is our Bacardi banger of the week. What a music missile. All hail for the Lord Commander of Complaints. No, the North Africans, they are always bullying everybody. Always. They bully referees, they bully everybody. They don't want to lose. They are going to lose tonight. We beat them fair and square. Do we want to justify how many times Kerchis win with the, with the referee's mistake? The Baroka players disrespected Madisha, which was not good. And most especially is the players who are on the bench who are sitting there. They're disrespecting somebody who's playing whilst they are sitting in the cold there in the stands. So, what are you being so emoting about? I just love how the fake news surrounding Steve Harvey and his wife exposed the evil intent in some people. People out here just are evil. And they are just waiting for any moment to showcase their evil side. Over the weekend, it was a mess. Some idiot, or should I say an agent of the Gwiri world, decided to start a rumor about Steve Harvey being cheated on by his wife. Purportedly, she cheated on him with a bodyguard and also their chef. Mind you, this wife of his has been married to him since 2007. So later on, the wife went on an Instagram post and called the rumors lies and foolishness. And then Steve Harvey as host at the Invest 2023 in Atlanta, the first thing he addressed was the rumor and he told the audience that he and his wife are fine. In the South African context, I know my people. A lot of them are Gwichi. I don't have an English word for Gwichi. Gwichi is Gwichi. You can't translate Gwichiness. It is what it is. Our people are very Gwichi. I know that most of my people on social media do things as a reflection of what they do in reality in our neighborhoods. They don't want to see Indo Entle. No. The moment my people see Indo Entle, they just wait for that beautiful thing to come to an end. That's how my people are. It's a reflection of how they are in our neighborhoods. A person buys a car and a lovely house and their neighbors will want to see that beautiful achievement come to an end. They will throw all negative comments about that achievement, such as, ah, that car probably belongs to Vespunk, or that house probably belongs to one of the four major banks. Umtu is just paying monthly installments in order to keep that car and house. 
That's how my people are. I know them very well. And I saw them on social media. Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. They were celebrating the news of Steve Harvey's wife cheating on him. None of them cared to do a fact check. Uh-uh. They were just happy. This is good news for them. For a person who loves seeing beautiful things, it was bad news. But for these agents of the Gwichi world, this was great news. It was like they couldn't wait for this to happen to Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey is that guy whom always advises women to do A, B, and C. He always gives good relationship advice. He is the one who lets women in on a man's psychology and psyche. They were happy that this is allegedly happening to him. Oh, their excitement was palpable. Ooh, they were very happy. Until someone burst their bubble. Until statements started to come out, denying the rumors. And that all of this was fake news. And I feel like we are going to have a lot of these fake news on that app called X. You see people getting paid. Thousands of rand for the content they post. So this is all done for impressions, to make money out of impressions. Now, my people in this country, South Africa, our land, have a history of guichiness. I'll give you a few examples. Back in the days, it was Romeo and Basetsana Kumalo, the it couple, back in their time. Lots of terrible rumors were spread about Mr. Romeo Kumalo. There were reports alleging that he is a homosexual or a bisexual. The wife knows and he's involved in some cult where the men in that cult sleep with young teenage boys to young men as young as 20 years of age. It's like some secret society cult they've got going on in GP. Horrendous stuff. And these agents of the Gwichi world, my people, my fellow South Africans, were happy whenever such stories came about on Romeo and Basetsana Kumar. And then that died down. After them, we had another it couple whom looked very beautiful on pictures and on videos. Whenever the couple appeared together, they dressed very well, expensive, tailor-made suits and garments. Whenever there were events, they were there together. The husband looked proper. The wife too looked proper. They were the envy of many Gwichi people in this country. I am talking about Malusi and Noma Gigaba, whom today are no longer a couple. 
Once their marriage started to crumble, ooh, the agents of the Gwihi world, our Gwihi people, were celebrating each and every moment of that couple's downfall. And then to move forward into recent times, you watch these Gwihi agents. Looking at a beautiful union of Dr. Musa and Lizelle Laurie, who is now a Mrs. Mtombene. She has been for a couple of years. These Gwihi people do not even hide the fact that they are just waiting for one of these two to fuck up. Sometime last year, I came across a post by someone stating that. The way Dr. Musa posts his wife and always comments on her pictures like some guy who's got a crush on her, it is overwhelming. And this person hopes that Lizzo Laurie cheats on Dr. Musa. I'm telling you, these are my people, agents of the Gwichi world. My people are very Gwichi. They are waiting for that couple's downfall. And I hope it doesn't happen. I'm a person who loves watching beautiful things done by beautiful people. But not all of us are happy for this couple. Not all of us are happy for how this dude treats his wife and how his wife conducts herself. I don't want to even talk about her beauty. Not all of us are happy about those things. I am telling you about my people in this country. Very, very quickly. So, look. We mustn't let these people win at the end of the day. It's great that the rumors surrounding Steve Harvey were fake. It has exposed these quickly people amongst us. We know who they are. Let's keep a list of these people. We don't need these people around us. We want to create a lovely world where there's love, peace and happiness. And when we have individuals whom are custodians of this ideal, we must celebrate such people and not let these agents of the Gwichi world get in their way. That's the end of episode 107. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'm back again next week in September for episode 108. Remember, whatever you do, never ever lose the child in you. Adios amigos and bonita damas. Welcome to your paradise. Welcome to your paradise. The Tutu Lisa Kankankanzi airstrike.